Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It's the Full 40 with Chris and Rob, part of the Stay Tuned Network, brought to you by Nova Insider. We're back. It's been a few weeks. We told you at the beginning of the season, shit's going to get weird. It has officially gotten weird, weirder than even maybe I expected. But we're back to you with another podcast. Post because. Post our because, COVID pause. Yeah, because guess what? Villanova played basketball this past week. It is and it was And it was fucking incredible. It was pretty ridiculous. incredible. It was, ridiculous. It was. I agree. Yeah. Four, four weeks off. Wow. Just a bananas amount of time off. It was exactly, it was exactly, the COVID pause was exactly three weeks and six days, I believe. Wow. So just a ludicrous amount of time off. And so just getting right into it, Rob. I mean, step one, you come back and you're playing a team that's pretty much been a, you know, got a lot of Big East, um, got got a couple guys, including one guy who is a favorite for Big East player of the year and uh, one of the best coaches in the Big East. Um, and your, your favorite coach, <laughs> the one and, and only, and and a perennial NCAA tournament team, and a team that looks like it may be headed for another NCAA tournament team in Seton Hall. Granted, coming to our place, but no fans. But again, no different than normal. Um, coming to our place, and candidly, your expectation is probably going to take an L. Yeah, hundred percent. I totally thought we were going to lose. I had no expectations of us winning for all of those reasons. After four weeks of not playing basketball, four weeks of not doing anything, you're inevitably going to be rusty. And somehow we came out of this week 2-0. I am absolutely floored. Insane. Insane. Because, it, and we can talk about the games individually a little bit. Um, but, like, you're playing Hall. Again, team that's likely to make the tournament. Good coach. Knows how to win games. Always plays us tough. Absolutely. They were absolutely and then, up for it. 100%. And then you and then you play Providence, team that beat us last year. Um is always game, makes a tournament quite often, yep. has a good coach in Ed Cooley. And you're like, okay, you can't win both this week after a four week plus. No way. Nope. No way. Not mind you, Providence in particular just comes off of beating Creighton. And 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 picking up some nice wins along the way. They were on like a four game winning streak. Yeah. So like so like you're like okay, well Providence has got its shit together. Yeah. All looks good. What's going to happen? Well, what ended up happening is Villanova went two and zero as Villanova tends to do, and it's pretty remarkable, I have to say, because even with the conversation we had with John Fanta on the last podcast, he said, you know, I think a pause. He said, I think a pause impacts Villanova less because their season, because it's a program thing, because of the culture, because of all that stuff. But I don't even think he, if he were here today, would have said, would have said, okay, three weeks and six days, four weeks off, like Villanova is going to take it to Hall and Providence and beat them both. Like, I don't think he would have said that. Especially in two very different ways, very different styles of games that we had to do different things in. And that was that was what was impressive to me was, yeah, okay, you can gut out two wins. But especially the Providence win with the way we played in the first half, that game was absolutely ripe for, yeah, this is going to be our loss. The legs looked tired. The shots were short. And we clearly didn't have our stuff together. And somehow we rallied and beat them by, what was it, 18, 19 points? 
<laughs> I don't know if it was that much, but it was a lot. <laughs> it was it was it was close out at the end. It was yeah. it was a oh, lot. Oh no no no! It was a, it was it was a blowout. We covered. It was fi- fifteen. Sorry, yeah, it, was, we, it was close. Whatever. We, we covered, which which like you would have told me like the line in the game was like eleven, and I was like, no way, yeah. no shot. Are we beating them by eleven points? Not a chance. Uh, um, but but that's that 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 that's what happened. I mean, look, the whole game was crazy because the whole game whole game surprised me more because like we shot the ball well like the offense was like in gear i was like blown away by that and then the providence game to your point before the first half was a little bit like surprising in that we were so dead nothing was going just a total mess and and then and then and then but then the second half was a totally different game tale of two halves Though I will say, you know, when you break it down, when you look across the team, player by player, there are definitely some players who have come out of the pause way more ready than others. And I think that's been interesting to see if that will level out and get us back to where people were before. Like somebody who stands out right now is still doesn't quite have it together. And Jay talked about this a little bit is, is J Rob two games, not standout games by any mean, not what, not what you would expect from him. His shot definitely looks short. He's likely working himself back into shape. And Jay even said, he's a guy who's super regimented in his schedule, in what he does for prep, that taking him out of that is likely going to throw him off. So he's a guy where, look, hey, we pick up two wins, but he still has a lot of work to do to get back to where he was. And that maybe sets our ceiling even higher. And that's one of my big takeaways from, from these two wins is, hey, look, if I think about what this means for our team as a whole and our ceiling, maybe it does in my mind raise our ceiling a little bit if our guys like J-Rob and Caleb are able to get back to the level that they were playing at before the pause, which I have no reason to believe they won't. But what we've seen the other players pick it up and the rest of the team step up, Jermaine in particular, which we'll get to in a minute, that then makes me say, oh, hey, my expectations for this team are raised even further that, you know, we're already talking this team is a Final Four team, but I feel really good about our ability to come through adversity, to deal with challenges as we get into the tournament, to overcome being down, overcome those slow starts, which we saw it in the Georgetown game, but you always discount it because it's Georgetown and Georgetown sucks and they continue to suck. But then to see it against Providence, like you said, they're a gritty team. They're a well-coached team. And I would say, and we've got guys coming back from illness, not practicing, and we can still grind this out and grind it out in a tough situation. Like, sign me up. Final four. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, that's a good point that you raised. I'm going back to the point about J-Rob being kind of not not in the game. Like, yeah. in the game, but not in the game. Like, him being out of sorts, and we went 2-0. and Yeah. In those circumstances is insane. It's just absolutely insane. I want to talk about some of the games a little bit. Yeah. Um, Paul, I don't know how much there is to say. The game was close like back and forth. It felt like no team could break away. Then with about eight minutes left in the game, I actually was texting you guys and I was like, and I was like, oh man, we're up like eight, nine points. I forget the exact amount. I was like, I was like with eight, with eight minutes left, if we can get it or stretch this lead or hold the lead till the next TV timeout, we're going to be in good shape. I don't think we choked it away. I think Seton Hall executed really well over the course of that last four or five minutes there or that next four or five minutes. The game got really tight. Um, but then, but then the, the the end of that game was insane. I felt like that game. Like I tweeted out, I was like, we played the full forty minutes and you know roughly three seconds or so because it was. <laughs> it, it kept adding a second back onto the clock. It was just like, uh, Seton Hall gets another minute, another second, another second for Seton Hall. 
Yeah, another stoppage of play. How about another second? And it just was insane. And I, candidly, we got a little bit lucky. Um, not because of the refs, because the refs were bad in both uh, on both sides, totally. Um, but um, Sandro Mamukelishvili, that ball slipped right through his fingers. He yeah. catches that ball and dunks it, and the game's over. Like, like that was an easy catch and whatever, and he just let it slip through his fingers. He looked like a Packers receiver. Oh, dig, yeah, dig. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Um, and he's and he is. One of the guys you were referring to earlier who is talked about as potential Big East player of the year. The guy is really, really solid. But this is this is the kind of game you expect from late January in the Big East. Like this is a classic tight game against Hall that I would have expected in the pavilion in regular times. Yeah. And we fought through it. I love it. Yeah, same. And then Providence, I mean, that first half was ugly. Yo, the first half was ugly. But I got to say, Colin makes that shot, that three at the buzzer. I said to us, I said to our chat, I go, that's it. Game's over. Game's like, over. That I... was the dagger. You have to know Providence went to half one. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Yeah. Like, Ed Cooley's just like, shit. Like, they did it again. Like, <laughs> the momentum absolutely swung. That was it. Those guys were done after that. It took us a little bit to work through it but that in my mind is like no nah, we're good we, that, we got this yeah that was the end of that game i'm with you that was the end of that game and then we've summoned the sun god to 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 to, to, to whatever else momentum or whatever pep talk they got at halftime just totally quelled that that was so so weird and it was a long delay which which by the way had one of like the strangest resolutions just like there didn't seem to be a whole lot of urgency around it. They sent <laughs> one random guy up there with one ladder and like some duct tape and stuff. You would have thought they would have like summoned like four or five people, like thrown all the ladders they could up there and just like stringing all these drapes up. But no, it's like, oh, this guy's like hanging his drapes. Like, oh, no big deal. Like, oh, he's trying to play a game. Like, oh, I guess I'll get around to it. It was ridiculous. Like, I just, I just didn't understand it. But I guess it, it showed. So I guess it showed the fans in the pavilion are good for something because evidently they blocked the light. So I guess yeah. there is a benefit to having having fans yeah, in the pavilion. I, I, I'm I, I'm going to go ahead and guess that uh, that that drapery for those windows is getting added to the budget for uh, <laughs> for next year because have, that was wild. I have to imagine. I have to imagine. Although if you think about it, we don't play a lot of weekend daytime games in they, the pavilion exactly like so exactly. it's unusual because oftentimes when we schedule home games we try and schedule it to the wells fargo on a daytime game on the weekend so yeah it's just not that usual that we play a daytime game there yeah. So like 2 30 like i guess it's like a part of me was like you mean to tell me that they didn't think about this when they fucking built this thing like <laughs> it like, is it is shocking to be honest but like but at the same time it's like uh, okay i could kind of get it like like it, we never had that issue before so and we played there for two seasons so yeah i don't know pretty wild stuff it um, really is and I, I tweeted out pavilion's gonna pavilion <laughs> so so true it is it is such a villain other thing to, to do for yeah. sure all right let's just talk quickly about what's coming up wait should we talk about hold on should we talk about what's coming up or should we talk about the two guys who basically carried us through this past week all right we can talk players we can talk players i was gonna talk players a little bit later but you go ahead and yeah, you yeah. talk about players okay okay i'm just trying to give us a little continuity here we're talking about the past and stay in the past all right 
Look, the two guys this week, we alluded to J-Rob not being one of those two guys. One of them, we'll call him old steady, Mr. Colin Gillespie, just getting the job done per usual. Chris does not like old steady as his no, nickname. No, that's fine. I'm actually fine with it. I'm actually, I'm shaking my head because I'm just like in disbelief at how like just utterly steady he is. It's just insane. It is. And it's, <laughs> and it's, it's also terrifying when he goes out because the offense immediately falls apart like the team crumbles and not even just offense defense seems to fall apart it's just like the team has no idea what's going on he's really good um carried the team was super consistent even when everybody else was struggling per usual but the other guy who you wouldn't expect as our x factor mr jermaine samuels jermaine samuels man game game one was was absolutely phenomenal that was the jermaine samuels I think he had 20 and nine or something like that. It was, it was crazy stat line, but like, that's one of the guys, that's the performance that we talk about when we talk about, Hey, can this team take it to, to the last weekend in the tournament? When you have a guy who now could be a fifth guy to take over a game, then the answer is yes. And when you see him playing as aggressively as he did and as confidently as he did, the answer is absolutely yes. We can go to that last weekend. If J Rob, becomes j-rob again which you'd expect to be a thing yeah and you don't expect any more or less from gillespie because you know what you're getting there we just talked about that more is coming along i like to say more made progress this week on some of the things that we said we said on our wish list rob we said we said i wish more would have that takeover mentality and apply it and use his energies in better form i'd say he did that this week yeah i saw i, I counted one or two shots that were like what the hell is he doing but like in the grand scheme of a game 100 possessions or 80 possessions or whatever that is that's okay yeah right like that's fine i could deal with that but like steadying he became a little bit more steady this week we'll see if that lasts yeah but then you add samuels to the mix there of like a guy who can get out we said you got 20 points and nine whatever i don't expect him to get 20 every game but in the following game he had 10 and 10 yeah right like and was all over the court all over the place defensively all over the place offensively uh rebounding the glass windex jermaine windex samuels was back cleaned the glass all week baby all week. i can't i can't disagree I can't disagree. And that's like, when, when you look back in, at 2018, right, what kills, what the 2018 did was it killed people in a variety of ways, whether it was Jalen, whether it was Mikhail, whether it was Eric, whether it was Omari, there were so many guys who could go off and beat you. And this team is getting to that point. You've got Colin, you know, Justin can go off, you know, J-Rob can, Caleb's shown flashes of it where you think there's probably enough there that he can be the guy to give you an 18 point game if you need it. And now if you get Samuels back into that mix with, yeah, we don't need it every game, but we need an aberration. We need like, hey, yeah, you threw a 20 point game in there. Awesome. Carry us. Yeah. And like, it's just, it's just those, those one-offs. And now you have five guys who can ideally step up and fill that gap and really take you over the hump. That's a super dangerous team. Now the rest of the guys on the team definitely aren't going to do it. We don't need them to do that. I'd love to see a little bit more out of Swider as always, but this team is dangerous. Yeah. This team is really dangerous. It's totally dangerous. Totally agree. I want to get into that a little bit later. Since we brought him up, I think we got to talk about, we brought up Samuels and I think we got to give the man his due. We've been, we've been hard on Jermaine. This we year. have. Um, we said he's an X factor. We were worried that he wasn't, that he wasn't even living up to that billing. Um, then we even said over the COVID pause that we're worried about Samuels because he just seemed to start to figure it out and all of a sudden had, had a setback. No, 
Jermaine Samuels this week. He is our alpha dog. Arf, arf. Arf, arf. And in addition, whatever dispute you may have with that, because you can see an argument for Colin, but we're not giving it to Colin. Colin's had his share of being the alpha dog. We are also indisputable, undisputed. The Shaq Fit Man Plays of the Week all belong to one Jermaine Samuels. That's right. And he he had the consistency of style delivery too. Yes. He played this week and he walked into the pavilion this week and he said, hey, Rims in the pavilion, fuck you. I don't like you. I am taking my COVID-fueled aggression out on you. And I thought that he was going to break him. I really thought he was going to break him. And he played mad at the rim. He had at least three, maybe more. I may be misremembering. At least three hammer dunks where he just threw it down all over the other team's face. And it was wild. It really is. I love it. He's got his style now. He's got the cocks it back, just throws it home. Little tomahawk action. Oh, it's so nice, baby. I love when Jermaine's confident. Yeah. Love that. And by the way, you can see that the other guys in the team respond to that immediately. Yeah. Just like an energy boost injection out of nowhere. Yeah. Just- no, I, yeah. He, he elevates. If his energy level is up, the team's energy level is absolutely going to be up. It's And it's interesting when it's not up, he's like a little bit of a drag on the team because you can kind of tell everybody's like, ah, oh, Jermaine's a little bit in his head today. And a little bit of a question mark. Not the case with these dunks. Not the case in these games. And that's the Jermaine Samuels we need going forward for this to be a Final Four team. Completely agree. Completely agree. And I'll go so far as to say that when that that if you make the assumption that J Rob's gonna come back and 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 be J Rob, yeah. you make the person you make the presumption that Caleb is gonna return to early season form. Jermaine becomes the guy we saw this week. And now this is a team that 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 I'm not necessarily picking against in Indianapolis against Baylor in the final four. Yeah. No, I agree. There's nobody, there's nobody in the country when you think about what this season is, you think about the lack of consistency across top teams. Look at the top 25 this weekend. There were losses, upsets across the board. Kansas lost three in a row. Duke isn't ranked. North Carolina, I mean, Duke sucks. North Carolina is ranked. Kentucky blows. There are not clear winners right now, aside from Gonzaga. The COVID pauses, the weird scheduling, and just even before that, the, just the lack of a dominant team has thrown this season into, dis- into disarray. There's no reason not to pick Villanova to win a national title come March. Assuming we are playing and there's not another COVID pause, I, there's no there's no better team that you could more reasonably pick to win six games in a row, maybe Gonzaga. But even then, there are just so many weird things that are going to happen this year because it's going to be unpredictable, because teams haven't played as much, because they're not going to be as good. Yeah. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be like every game is going to be a rock fight. Yeah. You no, don't no. know. Look, look, there's still a lot to, to come out. We, we, this is, we're going we're gonna to transition to our next segment a little bit. I do want to talk about I do want to talk about UConn coming up and, and next Hall game coming up. But I, I'm with you. I, I do agree that, that if we can stay on this trajectory coming out of this week, after everything that we just endured, I feel really good about our prospects going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sign me up, baby. Let's go. Now, with that, now with that being said, Thursday, this week, today is Monday, January 25th. In three nights, we are taking on the Huskies of the University of Connecticut, who is now in the Big East. 
So our first Big East Conference matchup versus Connecticut. And it's a scheduling makeup game. This was a game canceled due to COVID, rescheduled for this Thursday. And we're playing them in Gamble Pavilion in Stores, Connecticut. Say it with me, folks. Good to have them back. Now, now that they're back, fuck them. That's right. Because we got to go into stores and play them. And that's that's not the easiest task in the world. UConn has one of the best um, players in the conference in Book Knight, who I believe is back. I'm not 100% sure. But I believe he's back. Um, for will be back for this game. Um, they've had eruptions um, from um, some of the other folks uh, on the team, and they are looking good, with the exception of this past week was a struggle for them. Now, one thing you don't like to see, a team that looks good for a majority of the season have one bad week, and then you have to play them. Not the funnest thing in the world to have to endure, because you're just like, oh, God, so they're going to now be pissed off when you play us. That all being said, no fans in the house. Thursday night game, dealing with some injuries, dealing with whatever. I, for whatever reason, like our chances. I feel like UConn is in the midst of a swale. I think this is something that that team needs to work through. I think they got a little bit high on their horse. I think they're in the middle of a, a swale. I think they're going to end up a being swale. good. Is that a word? A swale. That's right. That's a word. Swale? Yeah. 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 Weird. Weird. All right. Um, I'm going to let you go on that one. I, I think that they are going to ultimately be very good, make the tournament with a nice seed line, win a game or two. I think they're going to be fine. But I think we're catching them at the right time. So I predict Villanova walks into UConn and wins by 10. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a win. I'm just pretty confident about this. They are, you know, UConn's having a fine season. They were top 25 until the last week. So, look, it's um, they've got the potential there for sure. But for all the reasons you mentioned, I feel good about this one. I think this is a win. I think we're getting our starting to get our form back a little bit. I don't see any letdown for us. Let's get it done. Yeah, and then and then we got Hall on Saturday. Ooh. So that tight turnaround because we're playing at nine o'clock on Thursday against UConn, and then two games later, two days later, we're playing we're playing we're playing Seton Hall. I better hope for a, a light delay. <laughs> it's at their house. I, I honestly, based on how the last game went, I wouldn't be surprised if we take an L here. It seems weird. It seems weird to predict that we're going to go two and zero versus Hall in a season. I feel like one and one is always what happens with Seton Hall. Yeah, and so I'm predicting that they get us. They get us back for a last game at their place this Saturday. I also don't like this one. If the fans were there, I really wouldn't like it. We've got the benefit there. But I think that the tight turnaround could could hurt us. And the fact that it's a tight turnaround for two away games as well could be a lot for these guys still getting their sea legs under them. So, yeah, I'm saying a one-in-one week for us. But, again, is a one-in-one week going to change my expectations on this team? No, no. definitely not. No. You know, even if even if for some reason we get blown out against Hall, still not worried about it. Um, we've seen enough from these guys, and I think this past week really showed what this team's character is. Totally agree. I believe that whatever. By the way, with these two games coming up this week, I believe whatever COVID pause thing, the COVID pause excuse. After these two games this week is now in the rearview mirror. There's no Agreed. more excuses. Yeah. I do allow a little bit for specifically the Hall game, but for both games, I allow a little bit of that. After this week, no, that that that, that excuse is now gone. You played four games, presumably three and one. Like like you're now you now can't make that an excuse anymore. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay. Let's talk about the let's talk a little bit more about the players. We talked about the alpha dog. We talked about Shaq Fit. We've assigned all of that. Um, we've talked about Gillespie. We talked about J Rob. I want to talk a little bit about 
a new joiner to the team. Hey, Trey Patterson, welcome Trey to the Wildcats. T Pat, I think that's his shows name. up on campus. And it shows up like, in some fly shoes. His shoes were woo-hoo, so hot, so hot. Did you see those? I, I didn't see him. I, oh, you gotta check. Them I out. would say oh. you you pay more attention to that stuff than I do. But I will Woo! say, I will Damn. say, I will say, I'm happy to have him on the team. I think it's a no brainer. This was a good decision by both parties involved. He's done with classes. It's COVID. What the fuck is he gonna do in high school? He's done with it. It's stupid. Absolutely. Leave. What, do you do you know was he was he going remote? I, I have no idea what the what the plan is, but I'm sure it's less succinct and 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 intelligible than what Villanova's got going on. <laughs> so so like it's like come to school. The year eligibility doesn't even count. Doesn't even doesn't count. count. Yeah, doesn't count. No brainer. He's a freshman next year again, all over again. Yeah, and so he's got a year. He's now he's got a half year in the program. He learns the ropes, whatever. Do I think he's going to see much of the court? No, no. <laughs> I don't really, nah. I don't really see him much of the court. But 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 he's in the program. He learns the ropes. He gets to play with the guys. He gets to experience playing with Samuels and Gillespie. Get those veteran leadership to kind of mentor this guy. This is a decision that will make Patterson and Villanova a champion again in a couple of years. He is getting such a head start on the other guys in his class. It's absurd. He is going to be light years ahead of them, even if he does not play a single minute on the court. Just having a half season of practice, seeing how these guys work together, again, a feel for what Jay expects, not to mention getting some Shaq fit in there, is going to do him absolute wonders. Quick question. Do you know, did he initiate this or did Jay initiate this? I don't know the answer to the question. It is interesting because I could see it going either way. I could see him sitting at home on his ass being like, I'm done. Like, I'm going remote. Like, what am I doing here? And he calls Jay and be like, hey, do you want some help? I could also see Jay being like, hey, man, if you're done, like, I might need you. I don't know. But like, come practice. But regardless, it's an awesome outcome for Nova, even if he doesn't see the floor. That's it. I do not expect to see. I do not expect him to see the floor. Maybe like a garbage minute or two, something like that. Just to get him in like, eh, like you've been on the court in case we need you in an emergency. But don't expect him to become a role player by any means. No, no, I don't. I have no expectations, but this raises my expectations of him later on. Yeah, absolutely. It's just really cool to see it happen. Yeah. It's something we've obviously never done before. Other programs have done it. I remember back a few years ago, Kansas brought in um, Silvio D'Souza, which would be the start of his weird career at Kansas, but brought him around, brought him in around the same time. And then we ended up playing him later in the season. Um, so other teams do it. It's the first time we've done it. It takes some weird circumstances to make it happen, but I'm glad it did. Yeah, totally. No, uh, me too. To answer your question, I, if I had to guess, I think it was a little bit mutual. I have to bet that, that the, the head recruiter, I forget who was the head recruiter on him, and he probably stayed in very close text contact yeah. um, throughout the course of time. And they kind of maybe said, hey, what about this? And kind of maybe a light bulb moment for both parties. And he said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm out. And, cool. and I think it's brilliant. And I think it's, it's, it's good. Again, I agree. I don't expect too much from him. But you never know. You get guys hurt. You would like maybe he does fit into the role. You don't know. Totally. And yeah. he's a talented kid. We know that. So like you know, if maybe 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 he does see the floor. Maybe he bests another player on the team. Someone he maybe he does get ahead of is the next Brian person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is the next person we're going to talk about. Brian Antoine. He's back, suited up. Didn't see the floor one second either shocking. game. Shocking. Either game, even in oh. a little bit of garbage time against Providence. No, no, oh. none, zero floor time. Oh. So, 
what, what, what do I make of all of that? I mean, at this point, again, I think we said this a, about a month or so ago, don't have any expectations for Antoine this year. Unfortunately, I think it's where we're at. I don't think you have any expectations for Antoine this year. I don't. Yeah. I don't expect him to see the court in any meaningful capacity. Yeah. None. Now, now it sure would hell would be nice. It'd be really nice to have a real speedy athletic guy who can shoot the ball. But, it'd be amazing. Yeah. But, but I just don't have expectations. If Jay won't even play him a garbage minute against Providence, when Providence clearly gave up, they gave up at the end of that game. You can't call a timeout and sub him in when you know your guy's a little bit leg tired from coming off of COVID. Can't yeah, even see the floor for a minute. I don't, I don't even I don't even know at this point like how you could work him in. He's he's probably so far from game shape. It's wild. Like uh, you know, being in game speed. When was the last time he played a game? Yeah. Like played an actual game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Totally For, agree. Forever and a day ago. I mean, it's 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 really a shame. Now now, here's one thing that I will say that I'll that I'll add. We know that Colin struggled, so did more candidly, um, early in the season when we played hyper athletic guards. We struggled against them defensively and whatever. Now you get a lot of benefit from playing against those type of guards, even against BC. We struggled with that, but like you get a lot of benefit now in practice. Antoine's available in practice. Patterson's available. So like, so like you got more athletic guys who can you guard against. Maybe that helps from that perspective, and that you, now you have. Colin comps on your team on the practice squad that can help the starters and the role players get better minutes. So we, we say from a fan's perspective, ah, they're not making an impact because they're not in the game. These players make an impact, um, you know, True. behind the scenes. There was a lot made of back in the 2016 run, Dante DiVincenzo um, role playing as Buddy Heald because he was able to move in that similar manner. He's athletic, get the shot off quickly, whatever. It didn't matter if it goes in the guard, the goal is how you guard yeah. it. So like, so like there's a lot of value that can be added from having these guys, guys back, you know, healthy and ready to play. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a totally fair point. Yeah. And then one, one guy who we still know nothing about is, is Demir Cosby around you. No, no, no. I have no information. Really, really weird. Yeah. And you wonder, does he take a red shirt this year? It doesn't matter. He doesn't even need to take a red shirt. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't even tomorrow. matter. I would think that my guess is that he's staying another year, but I mean, I could be wrong. He could yeah. be done. He could be done with college. Uh, you, you never know. But, but I would think that Jay would welcome him back if he wanted to come and stay another year. Whereas other would, guys, even like a Gillespie, where he might say he wants Gillespie to come back, I can't see him actually wanting him to come back because he's got to develop the other guys on the team. Yeah. Um, Samuels is also in a position where with the wings that we got, we have so many. So like, so like overcrowded there. Oh, another guy up in the front court who's got experience who you can count on to get boards and 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 all that stuff like that. The, you, assuming that J Rob goes to the draft, which he plays like he did this week, he won't. <laughs> yeah. But 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 assuming that he does get better, like you'd assume you'd assume J Rob's gone. So yeah, Demir Cosby Roundtree. We got to see what happens. With yeah, that's a good point. Cool. All right. All right. Do you want to move on? Yeah, let's move on. I want to talk scheduling because I took a look. I took a look earlier at the schedule and we mentioned that the UConn game is being made up this week, but we have three other Big East games to be made up. Three. And like, and like, candidly, I looked at the schedule and like, yeah, we could play three games in a week. Totally. Even looking at that, there isn't a lot of like obvious opportunities to do that. Like we have a lot of weird schedule games. Like what you may end up seeing is that a game gets rescheduled, like a COVID missed game gets rescheduled. And another one of those games gets rescheduled to like a later day in that week or gets yeah. moved around a little bit. Um, because I can tell you that it's not going to be easy to fit these next three games in. Here's what I saw. We have a St. John's game and a Butler game uh, 
to be made up. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, we have at least St. John's to be made up. But there is a five or six day gap between a St. John's and Butler game towards the end of February. I think it's 223 we play St. John's and 228 we play Butler. That's a five day gap. So there is an opportunity to plug a game in there, no questions asked. That's an easy one. Then there's another idea that I had, and we'll get into this a little bit later. Maybe you tack on a game on Monday after this final Saturday uh, game of the season. So like, so like typically the season ends on Saturday, like that one, that, that first Saturday in March, like maybe you play that next Monday too, or Tuesday before the quote unquote Big East tournament to get that in just to like add another game in there. That'd be unusual. You wouldn't expect that, but this is a season of, of uncertainty. But, I mean, those, those all seem like, okay, it's kind of plausible. How realistic do you think it is we make up any of these games? I could very much see a scenario where there's like, nah, like we're not going to make it. No, I think we're going to play. I think they're going to make us play. I think, I think they care more about getting. Who's, who's going to make us play? Who's going to, who's going to call up Jerry and be like, Hey man, you got to play these games. Jerry's going to be like, Hey man, go fuck yourself. Play what I want to play. Uh, you know my what? Team's it, not, my team's not playing it, another it, game. It depends on the teams. It depends on the teams. No way. I think, One of those I, games. I'm is, telling you right what? now. I'm telling you right now, Jay says no. I don't think. Right I now, don't think. Up. I don't think Jay says no. I think that's a that's a like. I, I get what you're saying, but I think it's a bad move from like the other Big East coaches' perspective. Look, one of those games is Marquette, and I'd love nothing more than to fuck Marquette. But but Marquette playing Villanova gives them an opportunity to get a statement victory at the end of the season. The Big East is going to step in and say, "Nah, look." Do I think? Look, we we have a twenty. Oh, game. police! <laughs> police! The Big East is going to step in. Jay Wright's going to say, "I am the Big East." Please, man. Yeah. The Big East ain't going to do shit. They're going to call me like, hey, Jay, man, hey, Marquette wants to play games. He's like, yes, too bad. We were sick, man. We were playing two games this week. We got to go carry the, the conference's banner in the tournament. We're going to stay healthy for that. Thank you very much. No chance. Yeah. Look, no chance. Possible, Hard disagree. Hard disagree. Possible, possible, possible. What I've been told is that there, there, there is definitely going to be 18 games in the regular season. So, so we were scheduled for 20. We've lost four. We made up one this week, so we're playing UConn. So now we're down to three. So we have 17 games on the schedule currently. Um, in totality, we've already played whatever four or five of them, five of them. Um, and and there's three games to be made up. I say at least one of those games gets made up, if not all three. There's a couple other dates that seem like decent options because it's like a day, a, a game, a day off. Another day off, another day off, another game. So you could squeeze it in to like play like, you know, game off, game off game. Like possibly it's it's just it's February 5th, 11th and 15th. I don't know. We don't have a lot of flexibility without compressing the schedule. That's to your point, to your point. I want to hear from our listeners over under one game rescheduled. That's the number. Well, we already hit that. We already hit that. We already hit one. One more. One more. One more. One more. Okay. Of, one incremental. Of one the, incremental. Of the three, your over-under is what? 0.5 or 1.5? Uh, it's 0. 0.5. 0.5. Okay. It's 0. 0.5. Right. Are we going to reschedule any or not? All right, listeners. I'm saying no. All right, listeners. The over-under for games rescheduled is 0. 0.5, according to Rob. According I'm to taking, Rob. I'm taking bets, yeah. According to Rob, that's what he says. I don't know anything about betting, so you can set your own money line. Yeah. Um, and then and then this came up this week. Oh, one other thing I want to point out. The UVA game that we thought might get made up later in the season? No, not fucking happening. Well, why not, Chris? You can just put it in one of your mystical uh we've got a big gap. We've got a bunch of big bunch of days to fill. Yeah, look, the big east is more of an obligation, <laughs> Rob. Robert. There is more of an obligation. 
to 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 the Big East than there is to the to UVA. I, I think do, Villanova I would... needs to change its slogan. It says Villanova, we are the Big East. That's our <laughs> new slogan. <laughs> I am I am thinking that the UVA game is going to get rescheduled to next year. I think we're going to play the next year at MSG. I like it. I'm good, I'm good for that. Yeah, I'm good for that. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. We're not playing UVA. That game's out the window. The yeah. other thing that I would say is is that this and this just came up today, and this is what I want to end on is topic of conversation came up on Twitter that says teams are considering backing out of their conference tournaments. It wasn't about Villanova at all in particular, but like apparently teams in the ACC are thinking about it. There's other teams across the country that are just like, why play this conference tournament? The reason why that's coming up is because they're just like, look, my schedule is up to it. Like, why am I going to go stay at a hotel crammed with other teams, possibly risk getting COVID when I'm going to go to the NCAA tournament? So, Rob, to your point, it's possible that the Big East tournament doesn't happen. There we go. And that's how you get to 20 games. You just play that week instead versus just the one or two teams that you're going to play. We know the dates of the NCAA tournament now. They've they've scheduled it. So, like, so like the, fir- the, the first weekend, basically, the long and short of it is it all got backed up one day for the first weekend. That was, that was it. That was yeah. all you need to know. It was, they made it seem like it was this big schedule release, and they took the whole tournament and moved it back like a day. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you think? Should, should we play the Big East tournament? I'm not, I'm not opposed to not playing it. I, look, I'd love to see us play it, but it does, seem like, it does seem like if we're solving for a national title this year, particularly in Villanova's shoes, if you're saying, I want to cut down the nets in Indianapolis, and I value that more than I do cutting down the Big East nets, which we all know Jay talks about, hey, you win you know, three different things throughout the year, but you've got to think the guys on, on Nova are being like, nah, man, we want, we want the title. Like, we want the, we want the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So let's go after that, and let's not add the risk level by playing that, unless you can say, unless you can actually play it in Indianapolis and kind of be there already, which is an interesting idea. But aside from that, I'd kind of be like, nah, we'll stay. Well, here's what I'll say. A lot of my decision-making is based on the fact that, candidly, it's we're sitting here January 25th. There's a vaccination effort underway. It's, it's, it's slow, but it's, it's underway. Cases of the coronavirus in the United States are declining rapidly. Um, if those trajectories continue, you could see a situation in which we're in a different health environment in, in a month, in, in, in a couple of weeks. Six weeks from now, we could be in a different situation than we are right now. Like we, we took our COVID pause, Villanova took our COVID pause in the worst time of coronavirus. So like, so like if the trajectory for how the pandemic is coming down, now there's new variants out there that spread faster. There's all this crap. Like, like you never know what could happen, but like, but like, if this current trajectory continues, vaccinations increase, hospitalizations and, and, and cases go down and whatever, you could be, we could be sitting here in six weeks being like, we're almost, we see the light at the end of the tunnel on COVID. So like, so like, as long as you put in the safety regulations that you know how to from learning from the NBA and other things that have been that have taken place over the course of the last year. Maybe it's a different scenario. If 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 we're in a different world in four or five weeks, six weeks, I'm like, yeah, let's play the Big East tournament because it's fun as shit. I love the Big East tournament. But like if it's not, if we're right around where we are now, I would say Villanova, to your point before, we are the Big East, should go to Val and say, look, we're not going to play unless 
you mangle the schedule in our favor so that we get an automatic buy to like the semis, like, like make, make other teams play more to get to us. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, yeah, like you want a shot, you want a shot to play Villanova to pick up your, your, your bubble win to get us to get yourself into the tournament. Fine. You play us in the semi, get to the semis yeah. and then you get to play us. Man, it's just, I, I get it. It's so tough though. Could, could you imagine, could you imagine if we go, we play, somebody picks up COVID and we have to bounce out of the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, like that'd be, that'd be, oh, absolutely terrible. No, horrible. Like crushing, crushing. Horrible. Absolutely terrible. I, 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 when you put it that way, it's kind of like, all right, you know what? Maybe it's best to just wrap up the season and 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 take a pause. But then again, do I? Then the other side of it hits me because I'm like, well, do I want two weeks off before I play a game in the NCAA tournament? No. <laughs> Worked out okay this week. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. But do I want to chance it again? No. No. Of course. Yeah. So like. So like. I don't know. I, I I'm stuck in between a rock and a hard place there. I'd like to play. You know what I'd like to see Jay do? Do his old school thing that he used to do when in the old Big East, where he's just like, let's win one game max, and then yeah. and then going on to greener pastures. Yeah, I like that. I like <laughs> throw that. A, throw a game late in the season. Play your scrubs. Who cares if Who cares if Patterson gets to go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, everybody. Sacrifices. Just kidding. <laughs> J- Yikes. JK. Got dark. Got dark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. No. Anyway. But look, that's uh, that, that that's all we got. That's all we got. That's all. That was pretty good. Yeah, no, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, good return. It was good to come back. I'm excited for this week. As I said, Thursday and Saturday this week are games I'm looking at because this is the end of the line for the for the COVID pause excuse. You're back for two weeks. You're in the season. It's back. You're all good to go. So with that being said, we will be back with you guys. I don't know, Sunday, Monday, whatever. Something like that. Yeah, unless unless the team gets COVID again and we're back to square one. <laughs> True. <laughs> but but that's 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 it. That's a full 40 for this week. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, let's go Nova. Let's go Nova.